Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like when Jesus went to heaven, wasn't that essentially moving back in with your parents? Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. Wow. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shivering horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me start by introducing my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather said this week that when she dies, she wants her remains to go on her iPod, iPhone, and laptop. She wants to be left to her own devices. Welcome to the show, oh, Miss wow. Morris. <laughs> Hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle used to be in a very tidy rock band called OCDC. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. We are on Series 2, Episode 89. 89 is an awkward number that never played well with other kids when he was growing up. 89, triple K, is the chest size of the woman in America with the biggest boob job. That's one. 89, 
Triple, Triple K. K. That's a very dedicated racist, isn't it, right there? See where we oh. are. 89 is the greatest number of verses in the Bible other than the book of Psalms. When I was in elementary school, I was told that Eve was created out of one of Adam's ribs. Later that week, my mother found me lying on the bed as if I were ill. And she said, Adrian, what's the matter? I replied, I've got a pain in my side. I think I'm going to have a wife. It's true enough. Of course, when I grew up, I discovered that that was far more painful. (laughs) 89 (laughs) is one of the words that is censored on the Chinese internet due to the 1989 Tiananmen Square protests. Of course, every joke about China starts by looking over your shoulder. Did you know the Chinese have issued a new Chinese version of the American Express credit card with the slogan, you never leave home? (laughs) Each week, I love reading the mailbag. I love all of your comments. Yay, mailbag. All of your Facebook posts. Keep them coming in. I love reading those. (laughs) Do the team more questions than Mm -hmm. answers. Alva said this week, Heather's accents are my favourite part of the show. Yes. It's a mad world. That's an enabler right there, I tell you. Noel in Las Vegas posted, I really enjoy the show. Adrian, you are right and oh so funny. Noel's going to get four points there straight off the bat. She then goes on to say, He-Man was very homoerotic. She does agree with me on that. Thanks for approving me. I will be listening. Enjoy you and most definitely the ladies are saying yay yay us that's very kind of you <laughs> thank Noel, you thank you for listening martin our regular listener in new york posted i was listening to show 80 on soundcloud earlier today while out walking i do advise that i do say you can listen to our archives anytime walking the dog in the car <laughs> he says i can't decide which is better heather's acting or her accents what does everybody what does everybody think that's like choosing between clinton and trump isn't it right there what is better your accents or your acting how could you possibly choose (laughs) they're both of such a high standard it would almost be impossible (laughs) Mm -hmm. to pick wouldn't it i think martin's going back through our archives and he's having a trip down memory lane Logan in Pennsylvania has written that she listens to the show with her heat turned on under her blankets with cocoa milk. I almost uh, want to cute. be there. It sounds great, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying those things right now. I was wondering if cocoa milk is some sort of word on the street, some sort of ghetto speak for some sort of drug I hadn't previously been aware of. I don't think so. You're hanging out on street corners looking for the elusive cocoa milk. That's almost my favorite word. Cocoa milk. Coconut milk. Coconut milk. I like assiduity. But you can't go wrong with the word puddle, can you? Globules comes in. Puddle. (laughs) Jeff in Milwaukee, Illinois, posted a picture and said, we drink coffee to keep warm until showtime. Although the picture he sent me with a giant cup looks like it holds about two (laughs) gallons. Perfect. I bet you'll be squeezing the lemon at some point during the UFO and cryptozoological round. Finally, our regular listener in New York, Michelle, posted, I love the show, especially show 86. Your show is still the best. Can I get four points? Why not? You can have four points. Yeah, Michelle. Michelle, remember the days when our listeners only used to ask for two points? They're getting greedy. You give them an inch, right? So the show is already, we're already losing to Noel 
and Michelle, who now have a resplendent four points each. All to play for, we need to get our finger out. If you wish to listen to any of our shows over the last three years, like Martin and Michelle, you can do so if you visit SoundCloud. Our shows are archived there. If you search for MQTA Radio, and remember we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we can't do on air, which is called Not For Your Mother. It would get us removed. We'd get a hefty fine. So if you go to SoundCloud, mm-hmm. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, any of those platforms, search for MQTA Radio or More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, uh-huh. you will get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of show. And remember, if you're listening to the show now in the archives, we do go out on a Friday at 8pm on Dark Matter Digital Network.com. If you yeah. wish to listen to the show first rather than in the archives by the way if people do wish to leave us a thumbs up or a nice little heart a yeah like, we like collecting those we have a twitter account <laughs> if you go to adrian underscore lee underscore tips we now have 89 thousand followers on there it goes up a thousand awesome every week last week was episode 88 and we had 88 thousand <gasps> followers on twitter this week is episode 89 we now have 89 thousand followers on there awesome very cool let's hope show 90 reflects that next week i guess we'll find out we have a facebook page everyone who's writing those comments i just read out has written those on facebook if you go to more questions and answers with adrian lee all of tonight's stories all of the chat all of the jokes all of the madness are posted on there for you there's more on there that we could possibly read out on air and all the videos all the photographs all the technicolor is on there for you as well. We have a YouTube channel, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee, with some hilarious outtakes on there. And, of course, my latest book, which would make a fabulous stocking stuff for Christmas, just round the corner, of course, if you're looking to order that, and it will be with you in a week or so, is, of course, Mysterious Midwest, unwrapping urban legends and ghostly tales from the dead. And that has been nominated this week in the 2016 Minnesota Book Awards as well. So thank you to all of those literary experts that are currently looking at my book. Now, last week, Mm -hmm. we went to Renville County Historical Society, which is in Morton. We're in the middle, slightly to the left, of Minnesota. Yeah. Renville County, famous, of course, for being the home of corn. Olivia, the giant corn structure. They've got a huge corn of cob. (laughs) <laughs> corn of cob. Yes, I'm Yoda at the moment. Uh-huh. Corn of cob, good large it is. There we go. <laughs> wow. My autism's kicking in. I need some more sugar. <laughs> I've no idea where I'm going with this, but mm. Renville County, we did a talk. Yeah. I took some members of my team along. Uh-huh. We did this for charity. They're Renville County Historical Society, based in Malton, is a non-profit organisation. And a lot of these small historical societies all over the Midwest are struggling with capitation and finances. So I said I'd do a talk about all the ghosts, all the paranormal activity, all the evidence of everything I found this summer in Renville County. Because Mm -hmm. we investigated the disused abandoned school, if you recall, with the predator noises, Uh if you remember that from the summer in Malton. We investigated the courthouse in Olivia uh-huh. with the giant corn cob. We investigated the Danube railway station. It's a bit Scooby-Doo, uh-huh. isn't it? I love that. Railway station, fantastic. Yeah. We investigated the Pioneer Village Yes. in Morton. There was a school, a Pioneer school, a church. 
There was a log cabin that was built in the 1860s. We investigated the church, the cemetery and the parsonage in a place called Beckham. Yes. So I presented all of this evidence. People paid $5 to get in. The place was crammed. Standing room only. 200 people, do you reckon? Uh, nudging yeah. towards that. Yeah, they all nudging. brought food as well for the food show. Yes, they did. So we raised a lot of money for the Renville County Historical Society. Now we'll be back there in the spring giving another talk, but we're raising money for historical societies all over the Midwest. I love that. And you fantastic. know, there were some people that had an, a little nicer Thanksgiving because of that too. That's fantastic. That's right. mm-hmm. Well, talking of that, yesterday, of course, was Thanksgiving. So I hope everyone had a great relaxing time with friends and family. You don't often get the word relaxing and family in the same sentence. And I'm sure some of you out there were looking to wriggle out of that. But today is Black Friday, of course. With all the food from yesterday, Brown Friday would be better, I suspect. But here's some facts. I'm going to read some facts now. Oh, boy. About Thanksgiving. This points to be one straight off the bat. (gasps) No messing around. We're actually bringing up the rear at the moment on zero when other people have scored four points Mm -hmm. Uh from around the world. Okay. Apparently, the writer of Mary Had a Little Lamb, Joseph Howe, was responsible for persuading Abraham Lincoln to make Thanksgiving a national holiday. Forty years they campaigned to make sure that Thanksgiving was a national holiday. Do you remember that? Okay, in millions. <laughs> what? How many turkeys in millions consumed during Thanksgiving yesterday in millions in America? I say in America, Thanksgiving really only happens in Canada and America. Yeah. We're a bit short on Native Americans in Britain. Mm-hmm. So when Americans ask me, and they do this every year, do you celebrate Thanksgiving in Britain? I say, nope. Bit short on Native Americans. Don't have many knocking around. Don't embrace that celebration. Okay. So, in millions, how many turkeys were consumed yesterday? Closest one wins the points. Points to be had. Miss Morris. Um... Nine. Nine million. Yeah. Bearing in mind the population of America is about 240 million, you're going with nine. There's just a, a lot feeding... of pork lovers out there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember in the Bible when they fed 5,000 people with fish and bread? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not a miracle. That's tapas. That is tapas. That's what tapas. You've no idea what tapas is, do you? Not really. You're looking at me. dirty. What are we going with, Michelle? Heather's gone um, with a ridiculous nine. I would go with... I hope I'm not going way over the top, but I'm going to say 150 million. It's 280 million turkeys. <gasps> what? We're wow. eating yeah. yesterday. That's one. Just about every. Yes, every single person plus a few more. How many millions of Americans travelled more than 50 oh. miles yesterday to visit friends and family? How many millions of Americans travelled more than 50 miles yesterday? Based on that traffic jam in L.A., I'm going to... 157. You're going with... Million. How many? 157 million. 157 million. <laughs> Michelle, I don't think there's that many adults can actually drive. Okay. 57 no, million. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Okay. I see where we are. I'll go with... 15. 15. Heather Morris has won some points. It's 42. Nice, Heather. He'll forget to give them to me. No, no, I'll be on that. 972 million pounds of this popular dish was grown in North Carolina. Mm. 972 million pounds, that's the weight rather than the cost, of this popular dish was grown in North Carolina. What is it? Sweet potatoes. 
you're both getting points. It is sweet potatoes. Apparently, North Carolina provides the biggest number of sweet potatoes. Mm. With marshmallows. What year was the first televised football game on the television for Thanksgiving? For Thanksgiving. 1957. The first televised one. There was radio ones, but I'm looking for televised. 57. What is it with you in 57? (laughs) Are you like... (laughs) being sponsored by baked beans or something i know what they are beans means behinds i hear what you're saying i will say 1969 miss morris has got it again 56 only one year out the detroit lions were involved in that i'm sure many home runs were scored finally wild turkeys fabulous band how fast fast terrible i know can a wild turkey run if you scare it? If you, tr- <laughs> no, I'm sorry. If you walk up behind it and go gobble gobble gobble, in its ear, take it by surprise. Chase it with stuffing. Tickle it up the bottom. How fast will that turkey shoot off? What's the most it can do in miles per hour? Twenty-five. You're going with twenty-five miles per hour for a chicken, a turkey. Uh, yeah, why not? Same family. We're li- yeah. Nine. Nine. If you're holding an onion. Apparently, it goes at 20 miles an hour. Nice! In Britain, we we have actually bred a turkey that has four legs, apparently. But no one knows what it tastes like because we haven't caught it yet. You've won four points there, Miss Morris. How did that happen? I think you've been looking at my notes. There's an element. There's an elephant of cheating going on here, I tell you. I don't know what Michelle you're scored about. one. I unfortunately I am yet to score, but I do feel as if I'm going to come mm. strong towards the end. Now, in MQTA, we like to support our local charities here in Cottonwood County in southwest Minnesota. And I know a wonderful lady, her name's Clarice, and she volunteers her time to run the Wyndham Food Shelf. I love Clarice. She is a wonderful lady. This is a joy, isn't it? Wyndham is a town of 4,000 people. It's fallen on hard times recently. Many local businesses and factories have closed their doors. And without the food shelf, many families would go hungry this Christmas. Last month alone, Clarice helped to feed 700 people they were fed due to the food shelf now bearing in mind this is a town of 4,000 people okay she thinks that works out at 160 families reliant on help to have food over this coming Christmas period based on last month's statistics I know Clarice personally as does Michelle and Heather Mm -hmm. she's a hard-working lady very honest yep she I'm sure won't mind me saying that she's probably into her 70s now she runs the food shelf and she needs our support. So on MQTA, I'm not going to apologise for this. If you wish to make a donation to that food shelf for Christmas, you can do so. If you can write a cheque to the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre. Remember, that's the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre. And you can send that cheque to the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre. That's 1156, 1156 4th Avenue, Wyndham. W-I-N-D-O-M. That's in Minnesota. That's 1156 Fourth Avenue, Wyndham, Minnesota, 56101. Your donations will be gratefully received and you will be feeding families this Christmas. Remember, if you give freely, you shall receive freely. And I will be reading that out each week up until Christmas. And I make no apologies about that. We move into the first round. That is Ghosts. 
and hauntings. Noel's on four. Michelle in New York is on four. I'm yet to score. Michelle in the studio has scored one. And Heather has cheated, looked at my crib notes, and has also scored (laughs) a remarkable four. Now, this is a subject that we like to talk about quite a lot on the show. With the film now out on Blu-ray and DVD, Paul Feig has been talking about his Ghostbusters remake and his thoughts on the project overall. Oh, God. It had a lot of detractors upon its announcement, many of them in the room. Yes. And the mediocre release and box office figures did little to help its cause. But despite the post-credits tease of a sequel, it's likely we won't see this batch of Ghostbusters busting again anytime soon oh i'm crying killed it made it extinct deceased it is no more i waited 30 years Mm -hmm. and then they killed all of my hopes and dreams yes just like michelle's cat peanut Who strips I gotta get him a better name, buddy. That's a great name for a cat. If the studio was knocking on the door to do another one, I'd have to think about it. The director said we had so much fun and I'd love to work with that team again, but I would be very surprised. It's unsurprising that Sony aren't knocking on the door for another movie. The film was denied a release in the now lucrative Chinese market, a market which single-handedly saved Warcraft earlier this year and only made $229 million worldwide. This is not the first time Fig has been unsure about a sequel, saying it would be dependent on DVD and Blu-ray sales. This new comment would suggest they've not been very good either. Fans of Ghostbusters won't have to wait very long for another outing, though, however, as a new animated series, Ghostbusters Ecto Force, is out in 2018, along with a feature-length animated movie from original director Ivan Reitman. Too much, too little, too late. Do you remember that song? No. Got no. to number one, 1978. Johnny Mathis, Denise Williams. Do you remember Denise Williams? No. Let's I do. hear it for the boy. Fabulous. So they messed up the film. Yeah. So let's get the original bad. let's get the original director back with a male orientated cartoon and cast, and we'll have another go. See what they've done there. Why didn't they just pick the original director from the first one in the first place? That's right. That's like saying, sorry, we cut off your leg, but we'll give you a nice manicure on the remaining toes you've got on the other leg. Too much, too little, too late. I shall give myself four points. (laughs) Yes. See what happened there. Have you ever had the eerie feeling that this is not your first time? This show feels like that every week, I have to say. No. The idea that our souls or spirits reincarnate dates back at least 5,000 years, stemming from ancient traditions of India, Greece, and the Celtic Druids. It's also in the Bible as well. Not many people know this. Mm. Reincarnation. Jesus mentions reincarnation on many times. One of his disciples comes up to him, and there's a man that's blind. And the disciple says to Jesus, is he blind because he did something in a previous life? And Jesus talks to him about it. He doesn't say, no, there is no previous life. Right. And then when Jesus comes into a town, a walled town, they're scared of him. So he sends his disciples into the town to find out why the town is scared of him. And they say that he's a reincarnation of previous prophets and they don't want him to come into the town. Which would suggest, would it not, that reincarnation exists under those circumstances. Nicholas 
A jeweller, a leading past life regression expert from London, says we observe the principles of reincarnation everywhere in life. The cycles of nature, day and night, a plant grows, dies and releases its seed. That sounds like Michelle's prom night. <laughs> well, more and more people. <laughs> My date. It dies. <laughs> Only when it released its seed, though. Yes. Oh, more and more people are being open in reporting flashbacks, dreams and deja vu that can be strong signs that you have lived before. Problems, behaviours and health issues often stem from the past as we unconsciously carry forward experiences, attitudes and old dynamics into this life. These can surface in many ways. Here he shares six common signs that point to the existence of a previous life. So here are the six common signs that you've had a previous life. So we can sit around the room, we can discuss this. Our listeners can think about this as well. Number one, you get strong feelings of deja vu. Deja vu is that bizarre feeling that somehow we have already experienced or lived a moment in time before which comes spontaneously and is triggered by smells, sounds, sights, tastes and various other sensations. Check. Got had it. that? Yep. Number one, you get strong feelings of deja vu. Deja vu is the strong... F I thought that'd be funny. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone looks so serious. I was like, there so, you, what are you doing? There thinking again. <laughs> Number two, damn me and my thinking. Number two, you keep having recurring dreams. Dreams are reflections of the unconscious mind and repetitive dreams often signify trauma. Fear of issues that your brain is trying to process, otherwise known as unfinished business. Repetitive dreams can also be reflections of past life experiences. Check. Now, we I know Michelle that. has had the dream about being naked in the exam. She's not revised That's not for. a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Heather often has a recurring dream that she's a corn dog, but I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Thanks. Recurring dreams, Michelle? I have a recurring dream of drowning. Oh, that could be past life there. Mm. I have a dream of flying. Does that help? <laughs> Not really. Okay. <laughs> there, Miss Earhart. I have a recurring dream that I lose my teeth, actually. I have looked it's this common, up. common, though, isn't it? That is, yeah. I'd say at least once a month I lose my teeth. I smash them on the sidewalk. Or I get hit in the mouth, something like that with a bat. Something We, we can make that happen Like right Tom now. and Jerry. Do you know where their teeth fall out? Like Tic Tacs. Mm -hmm. It's a bit Tom and Jerry. I oh. talked for 15 years in Britain is some of the worst schools in Britain. I was what they was calling a super teacher. I'd go in like a SWAT team. With, with your other, cape? With my cape, super teacher. <laughs> with the skills of detention. Tights. With tights. Oh, God. That was just at the weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make way, kids, it's super teacher. <laughs> there we go. Super teacher. We got to get a theme song. We need one. Yep. No, we don't. No, we don't. Oh, but on. I often have recurring dreams about being in charge of a class of 30, 15-year-old boys that I just simply can't control and they're running wild. Which happened on numerous occasions. Number Excellent. three, you have fears and phobias that have no apparent cause. Fear of heights, snakes and spiders seem to be built into human psyche as part of our evolved survival instinct. But many people suffer from phobias that are completely irrational, like a fear of water or numbers, mirrors, plants or specific colours. Any bizarre or strange phobias, Miss Morris? Baked beans, cotton wool, balloons? Drowning. Drowning. Mm -hmm. That's quite common. Michelle, any strange phobias you want to discuss live on air? Not on Nothing air. you can think of. 
No. I'm not a big fan of having sticky hands. I mean, I'm not obsessed with washing my hands <laughs> and I'm not washing my hands all oh the time. Boy. I Gross. think it comes from fighting in a field with a two-handed broadsword like Highlander and having oh. blood all over my hands and being sticky. You are strongly drawn to certain time periods and cultures. What are you drawn to? What time period would you like to go back and live in? What Renaissance. You like the Renaissance period, mm-hmm. do you? Yeah. Probably about 1350, 1450 around there. Any particular country? England. England. The Renaissance. I'm sure the Renaissance made it to England. <laughs> yeah. But the that's Renaissance right. period. Yeah. That's Henry VIII time. Mm-hmm. A little bit earlier, maybe, but yes. around that period. Michelle, yes. what? If I was wealthy, I'm very drawn to like the 1700s, early 1700s. Very Baroque, very mm-hmm. Rococo. Yes. yes. You like that. But Marie Antoinette there going. I on. love like, you know, the architecture, furniture, all that. I find that a bit gaudy. That's all very kind of cherubs and gold and black and it's all a bit over the top for me. I like the Victorian period. I love all the Sherlock Holmes stuff. Victorian London, Jack the Ripper. 1870s, 1880s. Maybe I would you love. were the Ripper. That's the sticky oh, hands. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm glad we brought that up. Oh, no. Fantastic. Of all the things to be accused of. <laughs> big bag of That's organs. So fantastic. <laughs> Why, thank you, madam. You can carry I didn't think these pants were particularly tight, but <laughs> you have strong talents and passions that feel very natural. What are you particularly good at? What was you born just good at that you didn't have to worry about Drawing. it says here yeah books are antiques fashion gardening theater all the, the paranormal is mentioned here as well drawing mm-hmm. so you basically what you're telling me is you were an artist Ever in since renaissance, I could hold a picture renaissance or... britain you were holbein painting pictures of henry the eighth back was... in the 16th century I ever since holbein. i could ever since i could hold a pencil there you go fantastic mm-hmm. michelle what are you naturally gifted at what could you do better than anyone else Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but we know what you were doing in the 16th no, century I, in France. It's strange you said I'm drawn to most everything you said on that list. I love gardening. I love the theater. I love... Everything's there. Yeah. I see you as a princess in the French Thank you. 16th century, 17th century. What do you see me as? You're an urchin by the side of the street. <laughs> chim chimney, chim chimney. It's a hard knock life. Chim chim shuru. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Look at her little face. Look, you can see it. All soot and black. Look, with a little cap on. Don't be scared, mister. Oh. Fantastic. It says you experience inexplicable pains and ailments for no reason. Do you have aches and pains that a doctor cannot quite pinpoint or find medical explanation for? You might be labelled a hypochondriac, a person who imagines their ailments, or as Nicholas explains, those mysterious pains, sores and cramps, and more could be reflections of suffering you endured in a previous existence. I was told by a very good psychic back in Britain that I was hung. And she said, I had one of the reasons I struggle today is because I was hung for a crime I didn't commit. So I hate injustice. I fight injustice. I dislike. Is it that super teacher complex there again? There we go. <laughs> Going in where no man would dare tread into a classroom full of 30, 15 year old kids. There's always one at the back carving his name in the desk with a knife. Do you wear a mask too? or? Only at the weekends, uh. just so I don't get re- more of a rectangle over my eyes more than anything. Rather than- oh, first drink of the night. If you're playing the more questions and answers, Michelle snorting drinking game, give yourself a shot right now. That was Wild unexpected. Turkey. Fantastic. Great. 
Any ailments? <laughs> anything that you think you've brought with you? Any stab marks? Any spears? Any shooting pains? Ah, oh, Miss Morris, you've got a stigmata. I do. She lifted up, for the benefit of the listeners on MQTA, she lifted up the palm of her left hand. Uh-huh. There's a P. It's not a P. It is, right in the middle of your hand. I think an alien has put some sort of tracking device in the palm of your hand. Don't you dare. No. I'm going to get a metal detector. No. I'm going to put it over your hand. If it beeps, we're taking uh, that out. No. I'm going to be taking that out. That's Mm-mm. a tracking device you've got no. there. Mm-mm. But you have a stigmata. You have a P. Do you think you were nailed to a cross? Is no. that possible? They did that throughout Syria and the Lebanon. It's my all-seeing eye. It's your all-seeing eye. Mm-hmm. But it's in the palm of your hand. Yes. There's films, isn't there, where various monsters have eyeballs. There was a Doctor <gasps> Who episode. And the... Um, Landmines. That was a Spanish film, wasn't it? I love that movie. I can't for the life of me remember what it is. Pan's I'm, Labyrinth. Yeah, thank you very much. Pan's Labyrinth, Spanish film. Exactly. You've got Pan's Labyrinth going That's on That's the only thing I can think of. Michelle, what strange lumps and bumps have you got that you'd okay, like to share? Okay, I actually have a much smaller version. Oh, of, no. You have. It's You can feel it. What's wrong with you people? Both of you have got strange lumps in the palm of your hands. I don't have anything like that. I can't share that. I've got nothing. (laughs) I can't. There's nothing. I know. I feel like I'm inadequate. This is terrible. I will give myself points. (laughs) For being inadequate? (laughs) For being inadequate. It's what every Brit would have wanted in a room full of American women. Represent. Yeah. So in a room full of attractive American women, I shall give myself two points for being British and inadequate. (laughs) That brings to an end the round that is Ghosts and Hauntings. Noel and Michelle in New York both have four points. I've got a resplendent six. Michelle has scored three. And Heather also has a six. We move into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. We're standing in a field in the middle of the night with our lumpy palms pointing up (laughs) towards the sky, beckoning those UFOs down out of the stratosphere. That's bizarre. I'm going to have a close look at that. I'm going to make you a nice cup of tea when you're... Look at you both. How am I sat in a room with two women that both have a marble pushed under the palm of their hand? How Just lucky, I guess. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. Just what I wanted. Fantastic. There must be a sign in there somewhere, but for the life of me, I don't know what it is. A satellite lost in space since 1967 has eerily come back to life and started transmitting again for the first time in 50 years. Amateur astronomers first suspected they'd found the LES-1 satellite in 2013, but needed three years to confirm it had started working again. The news has rocked. The astronomic community and space experts are baffled how and why the outdated satellite has come back online again. The Brit Phil Williams, an amateur radio astronomer from Cornwall, was the first to retrieve a signal from LES-1 built by MIT in 1965. The satellite never reached its intended mission orbit in 1967 and has been spinning out of control for decades. LES-1 was launched from Cape Canaveral on February 11, 1965, but only a few of the mission's objectives were accomplished. Miswiring caused the satellite to cease transmitting in 1967. LES-2, the twin of LES-1, did much better. The satellite's final orbit occurred on May 6, 1965. This is not the first time a NASA solar probe was lost and then found again. 
1998, the Solar Heliospheric Observatory lost contact with NASA for 22 months before suddenly reappearing. The thing about this satellite coming back to life again 50 years after it stopped working is that they think aliens have triggered this. They think aliens have found the satellite and made it work again, which has now triggered the signal. It seems very odd that after 50 years of inactivity, they've now traced that satellite now being back alive and sending signals back. Seems very odd to me. Huh. This is the first film of the Star Trek films. Do you remember 1978, 1979, the first Star Trek film that was made? This was pretty much the plot of that film. Wasn't that there a movie called Batteries Not Included too? Yes. That had little aliens that would fix stuff? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is where we're going. It seems very bizarre and very strange. If people risk to read that story in full, they can go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Well, I have a man photographs creature that resembles legendary Mothman of Ooh. Point Pleasant. Ooh. There's a lot of Mothman stuff going around. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of Mothman stuff seen in a place called Van Meter, which I believe is in either Minnesota or Iowa. Do you remember that Van Meter, mm -mm. the Van Meter Mothman? There's no. a town, look that up, a town there, yes. called Van Meter, V-A-N-M-E-T-E-R, I believe. Huh. And there was a Mothman scene or a Batman kind of figure scene on the top of a building oh. running along. Yeah, it's I a very, very famous that. case. Huh. Hunters in Mason County may need to be on the lookout for something other than deer when they hit the woods this week. The Point Pleasant Mothman is a local legend that over the years has gained worldwide fame. There hadn't been any recent sightings of the red-eyed creature recently, but that changed Sunday evening when a man who says he was driving along State Road 2 saw something jump from tree to tree. He pulled off the road and snapped some pictures. Mm. The man declined an on-camera interview. Uh-huh. But was adamant the pictures had not been doctored. He said he recently moved to Point Pleasant for work and didn't even know about the legend. In the pictures, the creature appears to have wings with pointed tips and long legs bent at an awkward angle. Point Pleasant locals such as Carolyn Harris believe the pictures could be real because there have been so many other sightings over the years. I definitely know the Mothman is real, Harris said. Now, this actually was the place that was featured in the book that was later adapted into a 2002 feature film with the same title. Yes. Mm -hmm. Called The Mothman Prophecies right. with Richard, Richard Gere. Gere. Yep. So there you go. They, But I did see the picture and it looks like a blown up picture of a bug. Of a, a blown up picture of a bug. The way yep. you're describing that sounds demonic to me. It's when a bug. Talking about wings that are pointed and so forth. It's like That's, a locust or something. It's, it's a, a locust. Bug. The yeah, locust prophecies. Yes, it's the locust prophecies. That's a big bug if it's jumping from tree to trees. That's all I'm saying. It's a big locust. It's a big locust. It's yeah. been under a radioactive fallout shelter. It's falling on some sort of electrical pylons in a lightning storm. Yeah. It's locust man is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> I should give you points. Locust yes. man has stripped my cold field bear. Yes. Fantastic. You are now on a rather large and happy seven points. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? 
Well, I have something to add to the shoe, the couch, the bear, the dead lady. The drunk woman, the crab, oh boy. the Buddha statue. The what are gorilla. we missing? The false arm. What do we got now? Alien investigator claims he's found evidence there are live animals on Mars. Yeah, there's a zoo up there. Yeah! Not only have you got a yard sale, you've got a big box full of kittens and it's free to anyone who wants to take one. Wow. It's not kittens. It's not kittens. Yet. Our friend Scott C. Waring, editor of UFO Sightings oh, Daily, is no. convinced he spotted a groundhog. A groundhog? <laughs> yes. A groundhog. That's very specific. Is it casting a shadow on the surface of Mars <laughs> by any chance? Six more months of winter. Oh, no. In a picture of the surface of Mars taken from NASA's 4WD Curiosity rover. While many would offer the simple explanation of an oddly shaped rock. It's a rock. The alien investigator would not be deterred in his quest for the truth. Bunk. Waring said, I found a groundhog. Some call them marmots on Mars today. Oh, you're doing <laughs> accents as well now, are you? <laughs> no, I'm, what are you? He's, he's really matter of fact. Yo, like, yo, booyah. <laughs> double booyah. She's doing Drop accents. Through osmosis. <laughs> just by sitting next to you. I can't help it. She's now doing that. What is it with the I two of you? It. I feel as if you're ganging up on me with your peas and your your accents. <laughs> with your peas and your accents? <laughs> yes. You, a you. A little hard pea <laughs> underneath the palm of your hand. Uh-huh. You could slap someone on the forehead and leave a little round mark right in the middle. Let's try. Oh, controvert. Ah! Jeez! <laughs> That's not funny. It is. I am Switzerland. Oh, no! <laughs> You fight and I will hold the money. <laughs> wow, you're doing German now as well. Nazi German at that. It's all going to be Indiana Jones, isn't it? Shocking. Any other you want to do? You've done redneck and you've now done Nazi German. Anything you want to jump in with now? Okay. I feel all good. good. Okay. The animal is standing on all fours and it's looking to the right side of the photo. Its eyes, nose, hair and leg stance all match. He adds, this is proof that there are small animals that are alive and well on Mars today. Apart from the uh, fact that it's like 300 degrees, there's no oxygen or any atmosphere. In the or vegetation. That's right, and water. <laughs> but other than that, we're good. If you left a pet in those conditions, you'd be arrested. You should be. For abusing animals. Yeah. Perhaps they left it behind. They've left a shoe behind. Mm-hmm. They've left a prosthetic arm behind. They've C- taken, that's a dog. They've gone up to Mars for the right. day. Where's the dog? Who put who put the dog? It's like the vacation films where he ties the dog <gasps> oh. to the back of the the back of the car. Mm. This is where we're going. It's someone's pet. They've left it up there. No, we're not going to get it. I'm not going. I'm not going to man a mission to Mars just to get the dog. Previously, Waring has claimed to see aliens, a crab, statues, crashed UFOs, and even buildings. And he's psychologist. (laughs) (laughs) Mars is not a Rorschach test. It's not. (laughs) That should be on a (laughs) t-shirt. I like that, Heather. We could have a t-shirt with all that crap that's on there. (laughs) You could show people pictures of Mars, and depending on what they tell us they can see, tells us a lot about their personality. See? I love yeah. it. I'm brilliant. You Heather, are. Heather's seeing a corn dog as we speak. <laughs> there we go. I should give you remarkable amount of points there. I'm going to now put you on five, Michelle. Thank you. A conspiracy theorist claims to have spotted hundreds of UFOs all leaving the moon's surface at the same time. Mm-hmm. They must have heard about the election results and they're all going to end up in Canada. Mm. 
Video footage of an unknown origin appears to show the moon's surface with countless spaceships all taking off at once. They can be seen on the lower half of the moon's surface. On the left-hand side of the screen. The video was later shared <laughs> by Mr. Enigma. Isn't Mr. That- Enigma? Oh, it's the Riddler. It is the oh, Riddler. I love seeing He said it looks as though there could be hundreds of them, but the jury is still out on whether this is some kind of optical illusion. Some viewers agreed with the optical illusion theory, while others had their own logic. One YouTube user said, UFOs are not what you're seeing. It is a phenomenon seen any time you look at the moon's edge i have lots of telescope time you see this all the time it's called chromatic aberration you will see it more when the lens is out of focus as well as such as in this video another viewer had even more simplistic explanation that's dust on the lens the the moon moves the dust changes from bright moon to dark background clean your stuff please while a third more cynical youtube user added anything can be faked these days just ask any of michelle's previous boyfriends if you wish to see a squadron of dust leaving the moon en masse you can visit our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee we sprint at 20 miles an hour like a scared turkey into the final round that is the strange and the bizarre, it's the stories from around the world that are too strange and too bizarre. Not to fit into any other category, but are too good not to read out live on air. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of s and I've got some information for everyone. Information. I applaud you, Heather. I know. For everyone. Mm-hmm. I wish to shake you warmly by the throat. I'm going to help couples stay together. Okay. Are you ready for this? Invaluable advice. I'm sure everyone around the world in 190 countries are now leaning in. Going to give you some breakout information here. Couples who fart in front of each other stay (laughs) together longer. There we go. Insist men. Wow. (laughs) What you're telling me then is if I want you two ladies to stay with more questions and answers... Because Hollywood will be calling very shortly with your acting sure. skills, with Michelle's Swiss Nazi Other skills, German <laughs> accent, mm-hmm. with her abilities, with mm-hmm. the P in the palm of her hand, Hollywood will be knocking on your door. Yes. You're telling me the only way to keep this team together or more questions and answers. According to the study. Is to drop my guts in this airtight studio. According live, to the study. As we live and breathe. It gets into detail. Are you ready? I'm sorry. I'm enjoying myself. (laughs) Men have today said that couples who openly break wind in front of each other have a greater chance of staying together than those who either leave the room or do sly out the side ones. (laughs) Men claim there is an 80% chance of relationship success with an open fart policy compared to only 60% with a closed farting arrangement. A closed farting (laughs) arrangement. (laughs) I didn't realize women farted. I didn't even know that happened. Is it just a case women go... And there it's like a puff of dust and a yeah, bit of sprinkles. It's, it's the sneaky ones. It's yeah. the sneaky ones, yeah. is it? That figure rises to around 85% if Dutch ovens are involved. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> my dad always you know thought. my gag reflex. Oh, no, here we go. My dad always thought it was funny to fart at the Christmas dinner table. And uh, one year he followed through. <gasps> oh, there we go. Oh, 
no. Simon Williams, a man. said it's reasonable to have a two-month window of ambiguity but after that (laughs) after that you have to find out whether she's a woman or not but after after that an open fart policy greatly improves the likelihood of a successful long-term relationship that's an OFP (laughs) an OFP order for protection that's an open Fart policy. That's right. We need an OFP. With mm-hmm. Dutch ovens. Nice. Oh, God. Of <laughs> course, there are respectful limits between both parties. A duvet wafting policy. <laughs> but... Only after a heavy dinner should be upheld (laughs) and respected. (laughs) Like yesterday. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's Brown Friday. Oh, no. Men have also taken the opportunity to advise women never to start a fart war as men's superior power and consistency (laughs) make it an uneven playing field. That's like Taiwan taking on China. Well, my girlfriend gave me a fart cup last week thinking it would be funny. So I launched a few grenades her way, then opened up the heavy artillery and had her pinned in the corner of the (gasps) living room for about 45 minutes. 45 minutes. But women were unable to comment. So I thought I would do some research. Are you ready? Let's do it. By the way, my dads are so bad. The gas board had the local sewers up. They were out the front digging up the yard, thinking there was a gas leak. Someone called it in. Did you inherit it? Half the street was dug up. Oh, boy. I know. Horrifying. So I did research. Okay. Okay. I I thought that I would see if there were names for different types of farts. And I actually have like five pages, but Holy I'm only going to pick moly. out I can fart the Blade and Races, which is a large marching waltz that was written in about 1868. Okay, not now then. All no, right, I hear no. You. Okay, so we've got the amplified fart. Do you want to know what that is? Yep. And we need to do an impression, I'm guessing. No. Okay. This is any fart that gets its power more from being amplified than being from the fart itself so it's just for something show. like a metal porch chair oh, or something like that gotcha. that's an so, amplified uh, with the power of radio this is the palms of my hands i'm clapping this now so it's going to be something like pretty much okay yep all right yep that's, that's the amplified one i'm skipping over this a is your sphincter snapping together very quickly some of these are just hilarious now we have the bit burr bit burr yes the can we bit have the burr. princess I like the, the princess. The bit burst sounds just like that. You're walking in an intentional <laughs> <laughs> and the intentional explosion bit during one step is followed by the more gentle release of the rest of the volume oh. the next the burr. <laughs> Do you know, it's the fart. Three years ago, <laughs> I started a show thinking we're going to be informative <laughs> in the world of the paranormal. We're going to do. Did you know it existed? No, I didn't. See? See. So what you're suggesting to me is this is just a very fast one now. So with the use of no, my hands, no, it's, it's it's one that squeezes a cheek as you're walking. Yeah, it makes so, a couple different noises. It's a bit like burr. a balloon modeling. Like, yeah, you've made a balloon model. It's a giraffe. Okay, and then of course you've got the bullet fart. That's just one single <laughs> pop. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see where we <laughs> you are. You got that? Yep, I'm with you. Pew! Is that going to oh. leave like residual marks so they can then trace by ballistics? Okay, and this one I thought was hilarious is 
did an angel speak fart, which is a fart that you do in church. (laughs) (laughs) Like you've ever been to church. Oh, and I'll just do one last one, which is... You've got pages of material I told you. Maybe someday I'll do the rest of these, but this one is hilarious. The Hick Hachu Fart Fart. Hick Hachu Fart Fart. Yes. That's a motorbike. This That's is, a Japanese motorbike. This is strictly an old lady's fart. <gasps> oh, my God. That's dust. And what happens is that the person manages to hick off, sneeze, and fart <laughs> all at the same, same time. time. Can you make a wish when you do that? Is that possible? Would a genie appear? I have no idea, but it's hilarious. That so, is awesome. The Hikachu. So, Miss Morris. Hikachu. <laughs> When, fart, fart. Let's reproduce that. You can make the uh, sneezing sound. Michelle can cough. I'll clap very quickly all together, all at the same time, on the count of three. One, two, three. I, I forgot what I was doing. It's too complicated. It's too complicated. You were meant to cough. Cough, you got that? Cough. Oh, one one last one. It's the snart. Okay. And it's when you sneeze and fart at the same time. Mystery as empty ghost ship found drifting at sea with the lights on. The 50-meter-long vessel was discovered by fishermen as it grimly drifted more than 157 miles off the coast. Can you drift grimly? Is that even possible? It drifted happily. It drifted apathetically. (laughs) I'm just thinking that's very odd. How can you grimly drift there were no signs as to what happened to the crew of the large fishing vessel and no evidence there'd been a struggle even the identity of the blue and white ship was a mystery as there were no flags or identification documents on board Mm. naval authorities have instructed sailors to stay away from the area amid fears of what happened to the crew vietnamese fishermen found the vessel off the coast of binh thuan in vietnam on wednesday the two fishing ships spotted the lights of the vessel and approached before boarding the ghostly bulk i wonder if the captain dropped his guts and everyone just jumped overboard that's possible that could be. they could find no trace of the crew no trace of a struggle and the engine appeared not to have been started for a very long time authorities ruled out an attack by pirates as there was no Arrgh. blood it's or bullet holes. <laughs> it's the Black Pearl. Riddling <laughs> <laughs> vessel. Davy Jones locker. <laughs> what accent was that? <laughs> Suddenly everyone's talking Sorry. pirate. <laughs> <laughs> the fisherman towed the trawler back to the shore, but refused to bring it more than two miles off of the coast, while the maritime inspectors investigated the ship's last recorded position, according to online ship tracker Vessel Finder, was on August the first coast guards eventually towed the vessel into port and determined the ship was called Quiong Lin Yu and was of Chinese origin. A Chinese puzzle indeed. If you wish to see more of that story and photographs of the ghostly ship, you can go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Do you remember earlier this year a ghost yacht was found drifting at sea with the mummified corpse of a sailor? Still on board, Uh with the body's identity eventually being determined as the adventurer Manfred Fritz. He got into trouble in a round Germany yacht race, apparently. That's a tricky race. 
I always oh. remember the Mary Celeste. That was a very famous one as yeah. well, wasn't it? There is a history, of course, of ghost ships. Michelle, what have you got for me finally tonight in the round of Strange and Bizarre? A packed passenger jet was forced into a five-hour delay after all the toilets on board became blocked with something solid. Oh, no. Squirrels. <laughs> if you pass a squirrel... Ask Michelle. <laughs> I have yes. photographic evidence. That is true. Michelle has found squirrels in her toilet. Oh, that is true. Not good. The Pakistan International Airline Boeing 777 jet had to make an emergency landing in Manchester when it was revealed the entire lavatory system got choked. Entire. That's not going down. Mm-mm. It was articulated. It had an elbow in it. It was moving. Oh. Shocking. I put a flag in it. Claimed it for Britain. The flight had been en route from Toronto to Pakistan on Saturday when the mass blockage was discovered somewhere over the North Sea. So that's a mixture of Canadian and Pakistani food then, I'm guessing. That's oh. going to be grim. It's going to be a curry covered in gravy ultimately, isn't it, is where we are. Mm. That's, that's what's done the damage there. Butane. There you mm-hmm. go. A PIA spokesman based in Karachi, Pakistan, said something had been thrown down one of the toilets and blocked it. <laughs> thrown down? Yeah. <laughs> They'd wrestled it to the ground like a Tarzan <coughs> film with an alligator and pushed it down the toilet. Which then clogged up the whole system. Yikes. Ish. According to the Manchester Evening News, he posted a statement from the airline on Twitter shortly after the incident. It is confirmed the flight had been forced to land in Manchester, saying Toronto-Lahore flight PK-798 has been diverted to Manchester as all its toilets got choked due to something solid thrown in by the passengers. Mm. Yeah. That's not good. As all toilets are connected with a common drain line, the rest of the toilets were also choked. Keeping in view the convenience of passengers, the flight has been diverted to Manchester, where the toilets will be serviced before the flight continues its onward journey. Points all round for being very strange and very bizarre. We now move into the round that is called Not For Your Mother. This means you have now found our archived shows. It is the round that we can't read out on Dark Matter Digital Network for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. It's the stories from around the world that are laden with innuendo. The things that you would not want your mother to listen to. She needs to be removed from the room if she's of a nervous and delicate disposition. Miss Morris, what have you got for me first in the round of Not For Your Mother? Police in a Victorian town are working on a case they are hoping to get to the bottom of. Uh Uh-oh. Officers were baffled by a particularly unusual print detected on a glass door after a break-in at a community hall in Wodonga. (laughs) Wodonga. Donga. Whoa, Donga. <laughs> <laughs> While the scene was being dusted for prints, a shape from a pantless bare bottom began to appear. Oh, it was either going to go one way or the other. It was, <laughs> yes. I was thinking that everyone looks different, like fingerprints. La Luna. If you get a print of it. Do you see what uh-huh. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I actually different. saw the picture. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's, it's an ass print. It is. There. Yes. He's going to have to throw his fingerprint brush out now, I think. (laughs) 
said Detective Sergeant Graham Simfendorfer. What country are we in here? I have no idea. If it's Victorian, you'd think it was London or England. Well, maybe there's a Simfendorfer there. I think that sounds German. (laughs) Dorf is village in German, I'm led to believe. Well, it's a simple village, then, apparently. Local police in Wodonga say it is thought the break-in occurred at a community hall in Watson Street sometime on Friday night when the damage was caused by a fire extinguisher being set off at the property. It's believed the thieves returned on Saturday then and stole a television. They came back and had another go. They did. It is still not known exactly why the offender left the unexpected mark behind. (laughs) Nice. Um, I see what you've done there. Hang on. Yeah. There we go. They're having a joke. Or they're actually trying to lean up against the door to break in, but I don't know why they would you do it drop pantless. Your pants, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, the theft was reported then on Sunday. It's believed that there were actually three offenders, and this is the part I really don't understand, thought to be in their late teens or 20s. They can tell that from an aspirant? They were full on porky pig in it. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> That's it. I like the idea it's that the you have. That, oh, oh no! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Controversial. Ass bandit. I like the idea. They've got a lineup of the usual suspects, and they're looking for the yeah. ass bandit. And there's an old lady with her shopping, and it's like, could number three drop his trousers and bend over? No, no, it's, it's not number three. What about number four? Could number four drop his trousers and bend up? Yes, yes, it's number four. I recognise number four. Could I see number three again? <laughs> she was there two hours, apparently. What fabulous times we live in. Yes. A woman found a bizarre mystery bit of meat in her dinner that looked just like a man's penis. <laughs> The diner, named only as a kusia, was chowing down on a tub of tawau safi when she spotted the unusual item in her fast food meal. A kusia said she took home the item after buying it from a chop house in the suburb of Accra in Ghana. She said I had eaten all the other meat in the soup and was about to finish off the biggest piece when I noticed a funny looking meat which looked just like a male genital organ apparently reminded of her honeymoon because she had soup that night as well she told her family about the mystery sausage they said they should feed it to the dogs her brother then insisted they should find out what meat it actually was either by reporting it to the police or a laboratory or tasting it I could see her added, hang on, I'm, I'm not sure, is that sheep or goat? Oh. My sister opted to show it to a lab technician friend who said because the meat was cooked, an ordinary lab test wouldn't be able to prove if it was animal or human. He advised a forensic oh. test to be done on it, but considering the bureaucratic process these things go through, we gave up and now the meat lies in our fridge. Never to what? see the light of day again i like the idea that you could open the fridge door the light comes on and it just shines a spotlight on a plate it does look like what it's meant to look like i mean it does if you go to our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee you will see the offending piece of me oh. do you know the difference between light and dark 
No. You can sleep with a light on. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Doctors were forced to remove a 20-centimeter USB cable from a man's penis after he rammed it in for sexual pleasure. He pushed a USB cable, 20 centimeters. That's got to be about four and a half to five inches, isn't it? You're not far off there, are you? You're doing it wrong. Again. (laughs) Well, how do you do that right? How's that possible? I don't think it charged his phone. Just saying. He's been kicked out of Best Buy. (laughs) (laughs) The unnamed man was allegedly drunk when he had begun pleasuring himself. What? But but eventually sobered up and rushed himself to the hospital with his mobile phone's data cable still inside his manhood. Oh, that's terrible. The patient from northwestern China is said to have got drunk at home one day, so he's day drinking, and began using the Internet to research several different ways to pleasure himself. Micro USB, huh? I'm guessing Hmm. that when they pull that out, that's not like starting a lawnmower or a chainsaw. Just see where we are. Uh. If you're pulling out anus speeds, it's not a lawnmower. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. It's not a lawnmower. You're not starting a chainsaw. I'm just saying. The doctor who operated on him was quoted as saying he found a video online that taught him how to... I thought you meant it was in there. (laughs) I know. What else did you put up there? Was it a VHS video? (laughs) It's not a rucksack. Hang on. What's this? Oh, it's the new Ghostbusters (laughs) Blu-ray. No, that goes up the other end. (laughs) Wow. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> look, it's next to Steve Martin's career. You leave him alone. I love him. Hi, Steve. <laughs> I love you too, Steve. I love you and your banjo. Nothing good after planes, trains and automobiles, I tell you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. The doctor who operated on him was quoted as saying he found a video online that taught him how to sexually stimulate himself with a charging cable. I don't think it taught him how to do that. So he inserted one into his urethra. Mm. Nasty. The urethra Franklin. Yes. Respect. When the patient arrived, he was in an incredible amount of pain. Surgeon spent over an hour removing the USB cable from his damaged urethra, cutting the cable into three sections and then pulling it out. Mm. Oh, yeah. He is now recovering in hospital, but the doctor did not say whether the man will suffer any long-term effects to his organ. A video of the surgeon also appeared to show that he had kept the USB cable. <laughs> I, a- I need that for my phone. <laughs> Do you know how hard those are to find? Terrible. <laughs> Northwest China. <laughs> he keeps it in a tin in his office as a sort of souvenir. Was he 100% charged? Yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Preserving it in disinfectant liquid after cleaning it of the man's blood. Oh. oh. Every man who's listening to this now is kind of just sitting uneasily in their chair. Miss Morris, it's no good showing me cabling here in the studio. (laughs) We're surrounded by all sorts of leads and cables. Very impressive. What's about 20 centimetres? I'll show you later. (laughs) (laughs) 
Chris Morris, what is the last story you have tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? I have an Ohio woman arrested in a prostitution sting. Oh. If, a prost- if you're stinging after a prostitute... That's bad news. I'm just saying. Well, she told the undercover cop that her price for oral sex was 50 bucks and a plate of nachos. A plate of nachos. Oh, yes. 50 bucks and a plate of nachos. Wait, Cl- let me write this down. Classy. Classy. That's, that's nacho cheese. It's my cheese. <laughs> nacho cheese. Do you want jalapenos on that? Are we good? <laughs> As detailed in a... Beaver Police Department. Oh, oh no! It's not Beaver. No, no. Tell me this isn't Beaver no. County. You can't make is this it stuff Be- up. It's Beaver County. It is. It's oh. gotta be. An officer contacted Crystal Hotloose, <laughs> thirty-six, after spotting a Backpage.com ad offering paid companionship. Records show that the 5'8", 270-pound hot loose frequently... Hot loose, that's Native American, I'm guessing. (laughs) Frequently advertises her escort services online, describing herself as a BBW goddess, big, beautiful woman, who is thicker than Snickers. But... Wow. Wow. (laughs) See the accent that came out there. I liked it a lot. In a reply to the undercover cop's initial text... Hot Loose quoted an hourly rate of $160, but after some negotiation, she altered her demands and agreed to a price of $50 and some nachos. Hot Loose is subsequently oh. met up with a cop Monday night in a parking lot Classy. of a Mexican restaurant nice. in the Beaver Township. Did he get a chance with a Fajita? <laughs> oh, God. After entering the undercover vehicle, Hot Loose asked if I had any extra money. And she wanted her nachos. Want my damn nachos! (laughs) (laughs) She'll do anything for the nachos. That's right. After accepting cash, but alas, no nachos, from the cop. (laughs) Must feel bad for the woman. (laughs) They're in a Mexican restaurant, man. Come on. He doesn't want to go and buy them, does he? It's just laziness at this stage. I've had a long shift. I'm not moving. I'm going to sit in the car. It's cold out. Uh, well, after she got the no nachos from the cop, Hot she did the business was anyway. arrested. Oh. She was arrested for solicitation. Police also collared a 41-year-old Youngstown man who had driven Hot Loose to meet oh. the purported John. Big so, Pimpin. That's not true. Can I just cheese. say one thing? It's my cheese. Canada. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. In last place, with the K2 meter with the dead battery, is Noel and Michelle in New York, who never got beyond a resplendent four. But in first place, with the $33,000 IR camera, is myself, who managed to score a gloriously rounded eight points michelle was on six and heather ended up on seven do not fear listener remember we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week where we'll be discussing fart descriptions black toilets (laughs) groundhogs and stigmatas and everything paranormal you can join us for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal strange intriguing bizarre and weird it's been a funny kind of show really Please tell your friends and family <laughs> about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with 
Adrian Lee, or you can follow me on my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that you can access on our archives. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, we have a round called Not For Your Mother. And remember that we are a week behind on our archives because Dark Matter loves to play our shows during the course of the week. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drainer, Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society at intparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and Mufon of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting. Good night. Mm-hmm.